so many of us have um, many of us have cried out like those those ten lepers um, that were just spoken about in the gospel reading. Um, they were unclean. They were desperate. Um, they were in pain, um, and they cried out, "Lord Jesus, have mercy on us." Um, and we don't have too much leprosy in like this day and age, but um, it's a it's an ugly sickness. Um, it's not just a painful one. Um, it's it's evident. Chill. I'm going to stop you for a moment. This I think is getting in the way okay, cool. <laughs> of your amazing words. So. Um, Can you all hear all right? Isn't that off? Awesome. Yes. All right. Cool. Our ears. Okay. Um, Thank you. No problem. Um, But like with that, um, it's evident. It was evident that these men needed healing. Um, It was evident that these men were in pain. It was evident that these men um, were outcasted. They had to do this from a distance. They weren't in the crowds. They were standing aback because they couldn't even be close to the crowds on account of the the uncleanness of their sickness. Um, For me, um, my sickness, it, it wasn't an ugly sickness. Um, it wasn't one that, um, that had me, you know, standing in the back of crowds crying out. It was one that let me, you know, mix and mingle and, you know, be, you know, homecoming king and on the wrestling team and all those things. Um, but when I was about 16 or 17 um, in my psychology class and my psych teacher started um, talking about depression and what it was, um, and inside of me I was like, this is so familiar. Um, and, and I remember talking to him um, after class one day and being like, I think, um, I, think I, I think I have this. I think I, think I, I have depression. And um, he was also my wrestling coach. So you know, he'd seen me interact with people. And he's like, no, like, sometimes people get depressed. Like, I don't, I don't think you have depression. Um, and you know he saw me, you know, encouraging teammates. He saw me on the morning announcements, um, but he didn't see the the mind, the thoughts racing through my mind. You know, driving home from my girlfriend's house and thinking, um, maybe I should just like let go of the wheel. You know, things are going pretty well right now, and nobody would know that like I felt so alone. Nobody would know that like I felt so sad and so isolated. Just like. Nobody would know, and it would, it would just be, it would be this tragedy, um, but one of, of loss, not of um, a deeper loss and sadness. Um, and so when I was about 18, um, I actually got diagnosed with depression. Um, I found myself in a place where I was actually physically alone. I was out in the woods, um, lost, and I was like, I am actually as alone as I feel right now, and like this, there's a problem here. Um, so I went to a doctor, um, they wanted to have me on medicine, and I didn't want to do all that. I didn't know what to do, um, and this, you know, was just a snowball of years of, you know, self-medicating with drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, um, all of the things that do not make for a good Christian. Um, and it wasn't until a good amount into college um, I realized this is seasonal. This comes in waves. This comes about the same time every year. I can kind of know when this is happening. Maybe I can get a handle on this. Um, and um, 
knowing didn't help. Knowing when it was going to happen just made it terrifying. It made the summer months full of anxiety, worried about the fall and winter months. Um, and so um, when I was 18, I baptized myself. I was like, God, I'm doing something wrong. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I know this is something that you want to have done, um, but I don't even know where to do it. Um, so God, let this be enough until um, you bring me to a place that I can do this. Um, and so I went on about my life, um, and in 2016, I had a great job. I was working with the state, um, working in politics. I had a great girlfriend, lived in a nice condo, um, had a cute cat, um, you know, all the things. And it was summer, though, and fall was coming. And I had too much on my plate. And I knew it, and I knew I wasn't going to make it through that fall. Um, I knew, um, I knew that if if I had to have another another round of this, I, I was going to die. I wasn't going to make it. Um, and I cried out to God, um, Lord Jesus, have mercy. Um, from the the distance um, inside of me, out to God, um, and I didn't know what to do. Um, but I knew, I knew, I said, God, I, I can't survive this. I need your help. I don't know what to do. I know there's so many things I've tried to do that were not the right things to do. Um, but I'm going to read my Bible a little bit every day, and I'm going to listen to Christian radio. That's like all I really got. God, help me. Um, and that fall came, and... My body started to get tired like it, like it regularly did. Um, but there was no sorrow. There was no hopelessness. There was no pit that I was in. Um, I was just a little tired. And I was amazed by this, but still so weary of the next day of, oh, sure, today, but tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to feel this. Um, tomorrow I'm going to feel more alone than I ever have in my life again. Um, and it just didn't happen. Um, and this whole time I was, I was waiting for God to, I was literally just waiting for somebody to ask me, do you want to get baptized? Um, and that winter I met a pastor in my work who invited me to a Bible study that had a lot to do with the work that I was doing. Um, and a month or two later, he asked me, like, do you want to get baptized? And I'm just like, yes, yes, I do. Absolutely. I've been waiting for this. It's been a while, seven years, as a matter of fact. Um, and, you know, there were, there were so many points of, of, um, of sorrow, of sadness. A lot of it was relational. Um, you know, my parents had split when I was young. That had turned into a lot of different relational things. Um, like, I have scars from stepdads that, um, you know, it... The stories, their stories. Um, but what was amazing is the day that I got baptized, um, it turned out to be my parents' original wedding anniversary. It turned out to be this day um, that was just so deeply redeemed for me. Um, and, you know, these, these winters, these falls, they come and, you know, I get a little tired sometimes. Usually not anymore, but sometimes I get a little tired. Um, but that hopelessness is, is never there. Um, yeah, 
And so today we gather like the one man with leprosy who when he saw that he was cleansed, he came back praising God in a loud voice, throwing himself at Jesus' feet, worshiping God, um, and thanking Jesus, uh, to whom Jesus, the living word of God, the light of the world, spoke. He spoke, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Um, we've been freely given a grace through faith in Jesus Christ, and tonight we gather together like the one to praise God, to fall at the foot of the cross, and thank him for making us clean. Um, but even as we gather, um, we are not all well. Um, whether it be our bodies, our hearts, our minds, sometimes our pain can be the darkest places in our lives. It can leave us feeling trapped on our own bodies. It can leave us feeling distant. It can leave us feeling isolated. Um, and that darkness can have us in such a place of unknowing and disorientation that all we know is that it's dark. Um, that darkness can make us feel scared. Uh, it can make us feel alone. And while Christ hung on the cross, uh, darkness came over the land uh, from about noon to three in the afternoon and in that excruciating, pain-filled darkness, even our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, called out, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, but we all know that the story doesn't end there. That's definitely not the end of the story. Um, in fact, it's a lot like the beginning of the story. Uh, because in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless, empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And we live on a pretty vibrant earth. Um, so we know that that's not the end of that story. Um, and it's not the end of that story because the spirit of God was hovering over the water, and God spoke. He spoke, let there be light, and there was light, and the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And that was the first day. I think it's safe to say that many of us are ready for God to speak light into our lives and separate us from the darkest places of our pained minds, our pained hearts, and our pained broken bodies. No matter how disorienting, disheartening, or isolating our pain may be, the Spirit of God is hovering over the waters of our lives, even the places that feel formless, empty, and dark. The Holy Spirit of God is hovering over your pain, is hovering over your heartache, is hovering over your worry, waiting for the glorious moment when light is spoken into them. And in the waiting, God is here. He's here as an advocate, deflecting the accusations of the accuser. He's here as a companion with us in those isolating times. He's here as a comforter. He's here as a comforter through all hardships and suffering in his Holy Spirit. Paul, in his sufferings and imprisonment, was able to proclaim in a letter to the Corinthians 
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So our comfort abounds through Christ, the living word of God, the light of the world. He brings comfort to where we feel empty and dark with pain. He transforms the troubles we see as formless and meaningless and gives them purpose so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. Comfort that gives us the confidence to walk through valleys and truly fear no evil. The comfort that gives us the confidence that we, um, that as we praise and go, we will be made well. Um, confidence that surely, as the psalmist writes, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Um, the Almighty God who loved us first sent his son to die for us and sent his spirit to dwell in even our darkest places. That's the same God who spoke. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So tonight we gather to love and praise our Father in heaven for having made us clean with the blood of Christ, to acknowledge his name, to call on him. And as we gather expectantly, waiting in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, for the light of the world, the living word of God to speak, he speaks, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Thank you.